everyone. I am sitting here on a Thursday drinking a Dunkin' coffee, which if you know me, you know that's my favorite. Um, And I just want to talk about some things that I just so happen to be very stirred up about at the moment. And I just have to get, I just have to get it out basically. Um, So not much preparation to this, but I just feel like You know, something in Christianity that is highly underrated is is knowledge of God's word. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about this is because this is really what changed my life. There's a lot of people that are super passionate about, you know, singing songs and having community fellowships and, you know, all these like churchy things. And it's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that at all. But I I feel as though there's a lack of understanding of the importance of having revelation knowledge of God's word. Because worship is great. But, and you know, when I say worship, like singing songs, anybody can sing songs about God and start crying and feel some kind of way in a service. But, but But a lot of people don't really even fully know the God that they're worshiping. And they don't, and and that's the important thing you have to understand about Christianity. Christianity is not like, okay, well, let's come into church and and worship and have an emotional experience. And, you know, and that's something I love. My young adults pastor here at Victory Church in New Orleans, she's been saying it's so important to not just have an emotional experience with no heart change because Christianity is, we don't do things like the world. You don't come into church to just like get some kind of high because really life sucks and you're just defeated. And we're just trying to, to just act like everything. You just act like nothing's going on. And, and, you know, that's not the point of church. You don't just come into worship and just get some kind of emotional moment, but really you're defeated. And that's, I, I, I find that there's a lot of people that do sing a lot of songs that they don't even understand. They don't even understand. First of all, they don't fully have an understanding of the God that they're worshiping and they don't have a full understanding of even the things that they're, they're singing because what, you know, and that's why it's so important that you don't undermine God's word and replace it with songs and replace it with just worship and replace it with just, uh, fellowships. People want to replace, and that's the devil's plan to replace the preaching of God's word with everything else. Even if it's not necessarily something bad and it's spiritual, but understand that there is nothing that comes above the word of God. And that is biblical because because the Bible says, the Bible says that God honors his word above his name. So it's like you can sit there and sing songs and worship the name, the name of God. We worship the name of Jesus. But if you have no understanding of the power that backs the name, if you have no understanding of what Christ had to do to earn the name, if you have no understanding of the authority that you have in the name, then is God truly being glorified by your song? And that's the question, you know, I want to ask, you know, every listener. It's really just to refocus on the importance of God's word and and understanding how it really and it goes right hand in hand with worship because true worship is not just singing songs about a God that you don't really know about and your life sucks, but you're just focusing on God. And that's just 
The point of getting your eyes on God is so that you have victory and breakthrough in your life because God inhabits the praises of his people. And when God shows up on the scene, there should be breakthrough and there should be victory and there should be testimonies. And so I want to read this scripture, you know, kind of relating with what I'm saying. Jesus said, so this is very important. These are red letters here. Jesus said in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So understand that Jesus is saying, what do you do to glorify the father? Get the words, the word of God abiding and living on the inside of you. I'm not just talking about reading your Bible for five minutes once a week. I'm talking about when you get God's word living on the inside of you, more than head knowledge, but God's word abiding on the inside of you. And that when you ask something, it says what you can ask, whatever you wish, whatever you wish, ask for whatever you will, and it will be done for you. And that actually is what glorifies God. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, Jesus is not saying it glorifies God to just, oh, we sing these songs. We, 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 we do these churchy things, but everybody's defeated, but it's okay because one day when we get to heaven, it'll all be okay. You know, that's not it. That ain't it. So Jesus said, my father is glorified when you let my words live in you. And that when you ask a thing, it's done for you so that people will know that you are my disciples. So that when people look at you, they know, hey, you serve the living God. There's something different about this person. And so, so really the key here is Jesus said, you have to get these words living on the inside of you. And so I feel as though, you know, in much of the religious world, there is an overemphasis on people listen to everything, but the word of God. And not to mention the fact that, you know, Science is great. The news is not great. But whatever, whatever knowledge that you're getting apart from God's word, you have to understand that there is no worldly wisdom that is somehow higher than what God has said. There is no such thing as some kind of knowledge or wisdom that like trumps over the word of God. Yeah, yeah, God's word says that, but we need to use wisdom. No. <laughs> The greatest, the, the greatest thing that offends God is when people doubt him. So there is no like, okay, yeah, God said that, but, this all, but also this. It doesn't work like that. And that's why you need to be very careful what you listen to because what you listen to will fill your heart. And the only way, like I read in the scripture, John 15, 7, to get God's word abiding in you, you have to pump it in. You have to get the word in. And so I just want to, I just want to shed light on the importance of you must be listening to the word of God. You, you have to be listening to the word of God more than music, more than anything else. God's word is the highest thing. And, and I'm going to put it a step past that. I want to read another scripture. Hebrews 6, 1. This is very important. Hebrews 6, 1. Let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. 
Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from sin and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, the laying on of the hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. So I want you to understand that there is value in listening to teaching of the deep things of God's word. Because I I feel like there's a little bit, you know, because there are a lot of theologians that get super deep and they're not even spiritual anymore because they don't have the Holy Ghost. But understand that there is value in being, you can still be a Holy Ghost spiritual person that flows in the anointing and still has deep knowledge and revelation of the deep things of God. And there's value in that because Paul literally says here in Hebrews 6, you, you, you can't be a mature Christian if you keep going over the same things over and over again. It's You can't just hear the salvation message 700 times and think that you're going to be a mature believer. And I'm not downplaying that. I, and I'm, I'm like, I love hearing about grace, hearing about the cross over and over again. There's value in that. There is 100% value in that. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you can't just, you can't just have one thing. You can't just be a one-sided Christian. And that's why it talks about in Ephesians, Ephesians that the wisdom of God is manifold. It's many-sided. There's so many aspects that, you know, and that's why it's important not to just listen to one minister, listen to preaching and teaching from multiple different people. Word, I'm talking about word heavy preaching. I'm not talking about preaching. that's all fluff. That's all like ideas and like stuff that doesn't even make sense. Like there's a bunch of preachers who preach on all kind of revelations that like they use one scripture to support their idea. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who preach and teach the word. Okay, because there's there's a big difference there just to differentiate. But understand that there is value. There is value in deep knowledge of God's word and having God's word living on the inside of you. You want to glorify God more than singing a song, more than singing a song gets God's word in you to a point where you actually, you actually see testimonies in your life. That's, that's what glorifies God. And that's kind of like I talked about on the last podcast, integrity. Anybody can sing a worship song. Anybody can shout hallelujah. God, all things are possible to the him who believes God can do anything. But, but. When it comes down to it, when, when, when it comes down to it, a lot of people end up bowing their knee. I'm talking about knowing God's word to a point that you will stake your life on it. I'm not just talking about singing a song about the blood of Jesus. I'm talking about that the blood, the revelation of the blood is so deep rooted in you that you are willing to lay down your life for the cause of the revelation that you that it's more real to you what God says in his word than anything else to the point where you will not be moved even if it comes down to it, like and and that's why we saw in 2020 so many people just fold they just when when persecution comes when difficulty comes you know they just bow they just they they crumple and they say well we got to use wisdom no well what is wisdom You know, because when God's word is abiding on the inside of you truly, and there's a revelation that burns in you, it should be revelation of God's word that will carry you through the darkest times that are going on in the world, through the hardest times of maybe your own life, to a point that's like, you have staked your life on this word. And, you know, and I think that's why people end up compromising and bowing is because they're not totally convinced that what God said is true. They're not totally convinced of their rights 
their blood-bought rights. And you have to know that you have blood-bought rights. Because whatever you don't know, out of God's word, you're not empowered to experience. And that's why Hosea 4, 6, God said, my people are being destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And if you read that scripture in context, he was actually blaming the priests. Because obviously they weren't informing the people of what God actually said. Because there's always excuses like, you know, you can tell people, well, you know, I know God's word says that, but like, it's okay if like, that doesn't really like work out for you. Like, okay, (laughs) you know, God's word is true. You put the pressure on the word and you, and I want to tell you, whoever is listening to this, you have a right to take God at his word. Whatever he said, he will do it for you. You can stake your life on the word of God. He's not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he would change his mind. And so understand that people, God's people are being destroyed because they lack knowledge. Obviously, the knowledge is not deep rooted enough in the people that they can stake their life on it. And so that's a problem. And that's why the people of God, many times so-called Christians, you know, people who are even saved, their lives, they're living a defeated life because they don't really know what God has done for them. They don't really know the word. The word is not real enough in them. It's not deep enough. They may have heard about salvation. They may have heard about freedom from from sin and and that they're going to heaven, but that's it. They've never come into the deeper things, the deeper things of God, and it's important. So I just want to impress that upon you, the importance, the importance of knowledge of God's word. And that doesn't mean you have to become some crusty Christian who's just full of head knowledge and not even spiritual. (laughs) It is possible to be Holy Ghost uh, flow with the anointing to be spiritual and to also like know things, <laughs> to know the Bible, to know good doctrine. It's important to have good doctrine. I'll tell you that much. You should figure out what you believe because, you know, you're not gonna, not everybody is gonna say everything that you agree with just right. It's up to you to, to look in the word and discover what do you really believe. And when you know that, when you know what you believe and you know God for yourself, you're not just worshiping for like an emotional moment. When you know the God that you serve, it puts a confidence in you because, and I want you to think of it this way. I've heard evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth share this story. I don't know if it originated with him or whatever, but you know, so there's a guy, right? A guy who's sailing from the UK over to America and he buys a ticket. And he's poor, but he uses all his money he has to buy this, this, this ticket to get on a cruise line ship to come from the UK to America, but he doesn't have any more money. So he gets crackers and water to eat on the ship. And it's like a long journey, right? And he locks himself in his room. He lives on crackers and water for like the month journey or whatever it is. Then the captain comes in at the end and he's like, He's like, why did you stay in your room? You know, like you've missed dinner. You've missed all the meals out on the the captain's deck or whatever. And the guy's like, well, I didn't have any money. So I just stayed in here and ate crackers and water. And the captain looks at his ticket and he's like, you should have read your ticket because your ticket includes all the meals. Okay, so this is a classic example of many believers. They think their ticket includes you're going to heaven. And that's awesome. And if that's all it included, I would sign up <laughs> because I want to go to heaven. Praise God. But if you would just read 
if you would just read the ticket, <laughs> there's a lot more that's included that you have rights. You have things that have been purchased for you. You have things that come with your salvation. But if, you, if we don't take the time to read it, then we don't even know what belongs to us. And it's the same thing with a will. He t- and I was reading this this morning in Hebrews 9. It talks about God has left a will a testament, a covenant. And the will only goes into effect when, some, when there's the shedding of blood and someone dies, right? So if someone leaves you a will, you can't get your inheritance unless that person dies, right? So Jesus came, shed his blood. So now you're in a blood covenant with God and he's left you a will, which is the New Testament. And there are things that are that now belong to you when you get born again. There is an inheritance. There is something that belongs to you the day you get saved. And the problem is that you have to read the will in order to know about it. Because if you don't know about it, let me tell you, the devil will steal your lunch. The devil will just gladly take from you everything that Christ purchased for you. Why? Because you don't even know that it's yours. If you don't know the laws of the land, you, you just, and we saw that in 2020, because people don't know the constitution, they just shut their church down. Even though the constitution states that we have a free, uh, we have a religious freedom to assemble, to peaceably assemble. It's in the constitution. But if you don't know the laws that are governing your life, if you don't know what's in the will, if you don't know what's in the book, then you will, you will live a life far less. You'll be eating crackers and water when you had um, a five course meal that's been included with your ticket, but you're sitting eating waters and cracker, water and crackers because there's a lack of knowledge there. So that's why, that's why I'm just, you know, shedding light on the importance of knowledge. Your knowledge of God's word is going to determine how you live your life here on this earth. It's not up to God because God has given us everything that we need. God's given us the word. God's given us the Holy Ghost. So it's not up to God. It's up to whether or not, how bad do you want what God has for you? Do you want it bad enough to read your Bible? Do you want it bad enough to listen to preaching instead of listening to music, instead of listening to Netflix, instead of listening to the news? Because really what you, you're only empowered to experience what you know out of God's word. And so, you know, it's the same thing with laws in a country. You have to understand that the day you're born again, there's a blood that's sprinkled on you. And when you become sprinkled with the blood, there's a different set of laws that govern your life. The same way the law of gravity, we're all subject to the law of gravity. That's why we don't float away. Well, there's spiritual laws that are actually just as real, probably more real than the law of gravity, such as the law of the spirit of life, such as, you know, the law of health through Christ, divine healing. There's laws that, that now can govern your life in the spiritual realm that are actually more real than the laws of science and physics. But, but, but these laws, these spiritual laws have to be enforced because Jesus gave us the authority to enforce these laws. And that's why, especially you can just think about it with Americans. If you don't know your rights as an American citizen, anybody can come and strip your rights from you. That's why it's important to know the Constitution. It's important to know your rights by the law of the land in which you live, right? Otherwise, any communist, whatever person can come and take your rights from you. You have to know your rights. And so it's the same with Christianity. You have to know your blood-bought rights. What you don't know, you're not empowered to experience. So 
I just wanted to get on here and just encourage everyone. I, I just, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself also. It's important as believers, especially in the hour that we're living in, that we amp up the amount of time that we are listening to and reading God's word. We have to get, get it in us. Like I'm talking like the words of God abiding on the inside of us. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly because the Bible says the word of a king is power. So there is power in knowledge. Okay. So, so it's important. It's important. Fill, fill yourself with God's word. There is nothing more valuable that you can spend your time doing in this hour than filling yourself with the word of God and listening to word heavy preaching and teaching about the deep things of God. And so I just encourage you with that. Read your Bible more than ever. And I believe that as you do that, you're going to be a Christian that, that lives in all that Christ has purchased for you in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.